Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Ellis head up, finds Debo, there's the tip for Brazil. Hammer time! Hogs are going to dribble it out. Old Dominion's not going to foul. It's been an entertaining ball game. It has been an entertaining game at Bud Walton Arena tonight. Jeff Jones and his Old Dominion team came to play. They gave Arkansas pretty good rumble tonight. 86 to 77. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trash Talk Thursday once again. Talking about Razorback football and Sam Pittman and his status. And in case you missed it, 24-7 Sports is reporting that it looks like he's going to be staying unless something crazy happens against FIU, which we can never, ever, ever, ever think that that won't happen. Because if you're a Razorback fan, you know anything is possible, especially when it comes to all the negative things. It's like Murphy's Law. But still, uh, lots of conversations on that. Uh, But we know with uh, not only football going on, but also got basketball going on, both college and in the NBA uh, we want to talk about that, as well as a lot of other things, as we go to the phone lines right now and welcome in our guy, uh, Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports, friend of the show, been a minute, and uh, Bobby, as always, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man, how you doing? Good, man, you know, just catching up on uh, some Polar Express, and getting my mind right for basketball <laughs> season, just, uh, you know, getting ready for the holiday. And so, is that why Kentucky football's been so bad, is because you guys over there at Kentucky just watch Polar Express all the time, and, and for football games, is that is that why? It's about the schedule. I mean, if we get to play Arkansas every once in a while, maybe that's another win. I was like getting Vanderbilt every year. <laughs> to get to that point, sadly, man. <laughs> sadly, it is. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just curious. I, we'll get to basketball. But, you know, you're a Kentucky guy, football guy, too. You like watching Kentucky football. I, I, I've seen your tweets and everything. Seems like you've had some frustrations this year, too, with uh, the football program. Just how you feel like the overall season, though, is gone. It's a little, I mean, listen, there's still a chance to kind of save it, right? You beat South Carolina, you beat Louisville, you get eight things. Like, it's frustrating, but it's also like we're Kentucky. Like, I, yeah, I want to play better against top 10 teams and not just immediately be down 21 nothing before, you know, you crack your second beer. But it's, it's like what Stoops has done to get us to where we are now, where it's like frustrating to win eight games, says something. But it's just like, you know, the last couple of years have been kind of annoying where, you know, Levis wins 10 games his first year, doesn't really have that many weapons. It was basically just him and Wondell Robinson. Then he gets all the weapons, and the offensive line is terrible, and he's hurt. So, you know, last year was frustrating. And then this year, it's like, okay, Leary was supposed to be better than Levis, and I think first year Levis has been better, you know, the, the best iteration of these the transfers that Stoops has gotten. But it's you know, it's like you you got to show up against these big games once in a while. You think that is uh, what we saw seen over the last couple of years going into this season? You think that may have been the peak for Kentucky football, though, like winning ten games and having success in bowl games? 
Do you think they can get better than that? I still think that there is a, a peak to to winning the East Division. I mean, I know it sounds impossible with how Georgia is, but you're talking about one game, right? I mean, there's like, you know, a couple of years ago, it was you had Georgia at home, winner went to the SEC title game. So it's like you just you it can happen. Like there is a scenario where it happens. I know it's a long shot, but that does still feel like the peak. I mean, I, I think the most rational peak is yeah, you you win ten games, you lose to Georgia in a close game, and then win a, a good bowl game. But but there is a path to win the, the East at least once. I mean, heck, Missouri did it twice already. So it's like why can't why can't Kentucky? Yeah, well, I know as much as fun as it is talking about uh, our football programs and maybe the disappointments they've had, at least basketball season's here for all of us, yeah. which is exciting. And I know uh, we'll talk some NBA with you, but speaking of college basketball, start with your, your team once again because I enjoyed the game. I know you probably didn't enjoy the ending, but the Kansas-Kentucky game was really entertaining. And uh, Kentucky, of course, had a lead, and Kansas was able to storm back. Had a great game from Hunter Dickinson. But uh, those are kind of the two programs that a lot of people love seeing to, to take on each other and in the early part of college basketball. But what would you just make of that particular game? Because it seems like Kansas is still a favorite to win the national championship this year. And uh, from what you saw from then and also Kentucky, how do you feel like they uh, are going to pan out after seeing them play? I think Kentucky's fine. Like I, I was really annoyed seeing a lot of national guys do, oh, it's a moral victory. And it's like, Kentucky, like, listen, can't say moral victory for Kentucky. Like, that's just, that's insulting. <laughs> <laughs> You can't you can't do moral victories when talking about Kentucky basketball. Um, you know that's 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 for programs that are on the up and up, not a uh, a traditional blue blood. But except for Indiana, you can do it for Indiana. But it's it, it was nice to see Kentucky play modern basketball. Like I, listen, I know Reeves took some bad shots and 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 kind of shot himself out of the game, but it was nice not just watching. Let's just chuck it into Oscar Sheetway and watch him hurl it at the rim and hope he gets a rebound and finishes. Um, the fact that they actually like push tempo and 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 play an offense that's fun to watch, which it was like it was it was fun to watch them play and and you know come over the first you know they they start slow but then they able to push. That's the annoying part is another big game, another blown win. Like I, that's that's kind of my takeaway is. Okay, that can happen once, especially early in the season with a young team. But, you know, looking at their schedule, let me pull it up real quick because I forget who the other team is. But it's like, you know, you have Miami, you have North Carolina, you have obviously Louisville, and you have Gonzaga still in the non-conference. you got to win those games, right? Like, you, you can't do the 0-5 and, and then, you know, finish second or third in the SEC and hope for a top receive like that's just not how it works so that's the frustrating part is if you get that kansas win on your resume that could end up being the best win of the year you know a neutral against uh, against kansas my other takeaway is listen kansas is good they're not the clear-cut number one team in the country and if anything i think this year is a little more log jam than we all thought injuries are never an excuse and it seems like kentucky at some part of the season they're always dealing with some players being out. And uh, weren't they missing some key players going into this game against Kansas? Yeah, that's what makes it weird. They're, they're down three seven-footers, which obviously would help against Hunter Dickinson. But offensively, it's how you beat Hunter Dickinson. And, you know, Self was forced to put Dickinson on, on a doofy arrow, a, a, a true wing player, because he can't guard on the perimeter. So it's like you bring Trey Mitchell out, and that, that just led to the open, open books and everything. So on one hand, like it's kind of nice having Trey Mitchell at the five and this this five out offense. I am concerned that when the seven footers come back, that you know Cal kind of goes to his old ways of, hey, we got to play inside out. I don't want thirty threes a game, but it, it it does seem like he's changed a little bit. At least I'm hoping he's changed a little bit. It's it, but yeah, in that game, you, you needed someone like that to just slow down Hunter. But I mean, the game was there. It's not like. It's not like that's why they lost. They lost because they, Dewan Harris hit two threes late in the game that, that and, and took over the game, quite honestly. That just can't happen. You know, you're up six at the under four. I mean, that's you you got to win that game. I don't care who's out. How good is DJ Wagner? 
he's really good. Uh, and I know he struggled against against Kansas, but it's like it's his third game, and he's and he's playing arguably the best point guard in the country, Dewan Harris. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I just I just don't. I'm not going to overreact to one game. You know, if this is still going on in in late December and January, then yeah, I'll, I'll sit here and be like, you know. You got to get Wagner out of the starting lineup. He's, you know, because I, I, I don't even think he's our best guard. I, I do think Reed Shepard might be the best player on the team. Um, not the highest ceiling necessarily, but he might be the best player on the team. Um, so it's it's a unique setting where they have all these guards and you got to find minutes for them. But I think Wagner's fine in the long run. I mean, he's still so fast. Like, good luck stopping him when he gets downhill. He's just got to finish. Speaking with Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports here on Out of Bounds, I'll go basketball with him and. And, Bobby, uh, of course, I'm going to say this because of uh, where we're at, but I feel like that uh, looking at predictions and whatnot, I think it's going to be Arkansas and Kentucky in the SEC at the top. I believe, I, I believe that. Because Tennessee, I w- too. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, Tennessee, who, who are they really? I, mean, I know, but it pains me to say that they are good. I know, I know. Watching them, I was just like, Dadgummit. Like, <laughs> it's like, I don't want him to be, and I, I, it just feels like, you know, Vescovy or whatever. He's been there forever. Like, you he's know, been there forever, and I can't wait to never see him again. Yeah. Like, and I feel bad saying that because he's going through some, I, I think it's one of his grandparents died. That's why he's back in Uruguay. But it's like that win at Wisconsin, you know, the first half, they, it was, was not what I expected. When you hear Wisconsin and Tennessee are playing, the second half was ugly. Tennessee still found a way to win that game. The transfers they brought in, like Dalton Connect, is sneaky All-American. And then Gainey is just another guy who can score and and shoot. Like they actually have, they actually have an offense now. Pardon me, says it's still worth Barnes. We'll see in March. But like this Tennessee team, for the first time since what Schofield and and Bone and Williams have three guys that can just go get a bucket when they need one. That's really what Tennessee's never had. So looking at, I, yeah, I think they're going to be the number one team in the country at some point this season. Well, that, see, that was going to lead me to my question because I was like, man, cause I agree, they do look good, but nationally, you know, where are they stacking up? Because it's so early in the season, there's so many things right. they got to figure out. But you know, Tennessee under Barnes been pretty consistent regular season. They've, I think, they made it to the Sweet 16 last year. It's the furthest they've made it under Barnes. But it's like nationally, where does a team like Tennessee stack up and? Uh, you better, I guess you kind of answered it because you feel like they could be a number one team at some point in time this year. I mean, they could be next week. Like, they're in the Maui. That Maui Invitational is loaded. Like, I can't wait for Monday. When you talk, I think I saw like UCLA was like 24 to 1 to win the Maui, which is crazy because it's Tennessee, Purdue, Kansas, Gonzaga, Syracuse, UCLA, and Chaminade. Like, that's a perfect, perfect field. I know people don't like Chaminade in there, but I'm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that weird that weird tradition of just putting them out there. But, you know, they get Syracuse in the first round, so they should win that. If they end up beating, you know, two of those other three teams, they're going to be the number one team in the country. And then they also, you know, they follow that up in two weeks going to North Carolina. In, what, three and a half weeks, they have Illinois at home. So it's like they could be going into mid-December with wins over let's just say, like, Purdue and Kansas, North Carolina, Illinois, and Wisconsin. And it's like, how, how would they not be the number one team in the country? What do you think about A&M, a team, another team in the SEC that yeah. could be in the mix? Yeah, I think I think they're under, a little under the radar. I think Wade Taylor is, like, sneaky national player of the year. Um, just because, like, I know Zach he's awesome, but people don't win back-to-back national players of the year. So... They're good. I mean, they're really, they're really good. And Buzz can coach. Like, I, I, I know he's a weird dude, but he can coach. And, you know, we'll see. They they go to Virginia in two weeks. That's going to be a, a nice test. You know, I, they got the win at Ohio State. I don't love this Ohio State team, but still a, a road win over a team like that. Even a road win over SMU, which is like a, a typical letdown spot. I mean, what wouldn't there to be polite about this team outside of maybe not knowing them or the fact that like A&M is not a traditional basketball team? That's the only reason I can think why people aren't really talking about them. 
Yeah, it just to me, they're just boring. Like, I mean, again, they win, and yeah. I give them a lot of credit. It's just boring, and so I don't want them. To, yeah, like, I, I don't want to watch them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like they, but they, they play slow. They, they just like kind of get after you defensively. They, they are boring, but it's also like a boring win. Yeah. I mean, it's and and, and to their credit, like Way Taylor and Tyrese uh, Radford are are exciting players, but the system is. And I agree. System is boring to watch unless you're a, you know, a, a college basketball nerd, basically. Yeah, and get to watch him win at least. But you mentioned uh, Maui. Curious because obviously Arkansas is playing in the battle for Atlantis. Also a really good tournament. They got Michigan, got Memphis, North Carolina in there. Uh, Villanova is also in there. Just uh, what do you make of that field and kind of how maybe you see that all playing out? Yeah, let me pull up the bracket next. I, I, I know Memphis played Michigan in the first round. That's the one I'm like really looking forward to. Because I don't know what to make of them, um, especially Michigan. Like they've obviously been been awesome. I think it's an interesting tournament because of that. Like it's a lot of teams who have to prove something, right? Like Villanova just loses the pen. They got to prove like they're not Nova of last year, and, and Kyle Neptune really needs to win. Um, Arkansas is kind of like that. Okay, how good is Arkansas? Right, and if you go out and and kind of, I don't want to say like you're, you're going to just dominate these teams, but if you win like let's say each game by eight to twelve, that that kind of proves something. Because um, you guys have won the first, you have, you have Stanford in the first round, you should be pretty easy. Then, then then I think that's an interesting semifinal against Memphis or Michigan, two tournament teams. Michigan's kind of like the the darling so far. They haven't really played any great teams yet, but like it still counts, right? Like you play who you are in front of you, and let's say you get Carolina in the title game. I think, I think you can all, all of a sudden look at Arkansas as like they, oh, they top ten or they national title, good. Uh, and it's weird because you shouldn't say that in November, but these games kind of end up doing that. Like today, that's what UConn did last year. NBA in season tournament. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that, Bobby, and also just the NBA as a whole so far. I like the in-season tournament. I think they could tweak it to make it a little bit better. Um, first, I'll come up with a different name. Like, if they just called it the Maui Invitational, everyone would love it. Um, because I think like people are just confused. Like, wait, it's an in-season tournament, but the games count towards the regular season? It's like, well, that's how it is in college basketball, too. We just call it different things. Um, instead of, like, they tried to correlate it to soccer tournaments, which you don't do that in America. Like, I love soccer, but you can't. You're going to lose people's interest if you do that in America. Um, my other thing I wish they did was get rid of the East versus West. I wish it was just a a random draw, and we get matchups we don't get to see a lot because we already have the playoffs. Like it's already we already have something that East versus West. I'd rather see, you know, let's you know, like put Philly and the Clippers in the same same group or something like that. But I like it. I, I think it's a good change of pace. You know, guys get to play for something. Maybe we see a young team, you know, like a Minnesota, an Oklahoma City, a, a San Antonio come out of this, and all of a sudden they're in the Final Four, and that springboards them to a playoff, you know, a playoff run or something. Um, I think that is a good spot. It, it's interesting because the East feels like it's Milwaukee or Boston, and then the West just feels wide open. So I think it's, I think it's, I think it's perfect the way it is right now, and. um you know, a lot of these young guys are, are, are kind of making everybody look smart by saying they're going to be good. Like, when the, you know, Chet's been awesome. When they are, you just you go through the list, and these guys are all good, I and mean, that's good for the team. What do you make of the uh, the whole Draymond Green thing and him getting a five-game band and three? I guy, love it. Yeah, like, what do you make of all it. that? I love it because oh, I hate Rodrigo Bear, but I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest about that. But, like, I find it so funny because I know Draymond hates Rudy Gobert. That's, like, publicly known. It's not some insight or anything like that. But the fact that Draymond wasn't even close to it, wasn't even part of it, and just comes out of nowhere and puts him in a headlock, like, if you can't laugh at that, I don't want to know you. Because it was one of the funniest images of, of like, WWE-style headlock trying to put him to sleep. It's just so perfect, Draymond. And... Listen, like, I grew up in 90s basketball where fights happened. It's just like, I don't know, give me that. Like, I, I, found, I found it funny. The suspension, fine. Like, five games feels about right. It, let's all just move on and laugh at it because it is one of the funniest, funniest images in a long time. How about Rudy Gobert trying to play peacemaker to some degree and, and grabbing Clay Thompson, trying to pull him away? 
He gets choked and he gets fined twenty five thousand. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I don't like Rudy, so you could find him more, and I, I'd be fine with it. Um, I don't know. Rudy's got a little bit to him where he tries to act like he's nothing, and he's part instigator. So I don't know. Like, but but it's good. Like I want I want the Wolves and Warriors to hate each other. Like that's we need that in sports. Like I I, I preach it all the time. Where you know I'm not saying start fist fights, but there's animosity between teams, especially as a young and up and coming team, and a you know, a team that's been around and won championships. I think that's good for basketball, and and frankly, like we need more of it. And I and I know it's like we've we've always like Magic kissed Isaiah Thomas on the court. Like I get, I get that it's not you know some new thing of guys being buddy buddy. But I enjoy when there's an animosity. Well, <laughs> well, Bobby, before we let you get out of here, man, uh, this is just uh, the last question I'll have for you. I know that. Uh, when Kentucky basketball plays, I very seldom ever root for them. I'm sure kind of similar some ways in Arkansas. But I, I need to ask you, can I count on you to be rooting for Arkansas when they play Duke in about a week and a half in Bud Walton? Oh, Green? absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll paint myself as a team and do that just means more champ. But when it comes to Duke, I have no problem doing that. I don't care if it's Kay, Shire, yeah, you name it. I, I will cheer against Duke. Like I'm trying to think. Like I think the only team I'd like, not cheer against Duke for is Louisville. Yeah, because that's kind of how I am with uh, with Kentucky. I don't root for them many times, but like if they're playing Duke or if they're playing uh, North Carolina, uh, you know, someone like that, or even Michigan State. I don't know why. I just don't. I'm. I just get tired of Michigan State. I know it sounds Michigan weird. State fans are sneaky, like the worst. They're up there. With, they're up there in the worst, the worst fan base. Yeah, so I get that one. Yeah, I need must. I just need must out of Arkansas. I love must so much. It makes it hard to like truly, truly hate Arkansas. And that rivalry is starting to come back a little bit. Like you see it when. When the teams play each other, it's always starting to get a chippy game. The fans get into it, so like it's starting to build again. I just need hmm. must. Yeah, you need De- you need Devo Davis gone first because he's been here forever. Just kind of like you mentioned to me. So, but hey, yeah, yeah. But like I kind of love that because I'm like, oh yeah, I hate that guy. Why is he still here? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Hey, Bobby, we appreciate it, man. Good stuff. More out of bounds coming up next. Presented by Reed's Metals of Ben. This holiday season, Reed's Metals is donating a new metal roof to a neighbor in need as part of their covering the community program. If you know someone in need of a new roof, nominate them online at reedsmetals.com backslash giving dash back. Nominations accepted through November 22nd. This is SportsCenter. Arkansas takes on FIU on Saturday. Sam Pittman was on the SEC coaches teleconference call yesterday. He talked about bouncing back from the home loss to Auburn. What happened to us last Saturday has really never happened to us since I've been here. And So obviously you're concerned about how to handle the team, how they're going to come in. And, and to be honest with you, we were, we were embarrassed. Myself, the staff, the kids, and I wanted them to feel that way as well and, and that we've got a lot to work to do and to fix it, and they certainly did exactly what I thought they would do. Kickoff for Saturday's game is set for 6.30. And Thursday Night Football will feature the Ravens taking on the Bengals. Kickoff is set for 7.15. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. If you're looking for the best deal on a pre-owned vehicle, you'll find it here in Hot Springs on Central Avenue at Motorsports Authority here with Wild Bill and Magic Mark. These are some fantastic deals, guys. Hey, Magic Mark, tell us about some of these special rigs you got sitting here. We've got cars for every taste. Cars, trucks, SUVs. This is the best selection of inventory we've had in the past two years. More for your trade? Yes. Payments for every budget? Yes. Online at msastore.com. We'll see you at Motorsports Authority. What are you waiting for? Arkansas Brewskies is excited about their second location, and it's time to add to the team. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. To apply, drop by our downtown location and fill out an application. If you want to work in a fun, professional environment, this is for you. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. Apply in person at Brewskies Downtown. For more info, check us out online at brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewski's, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. 
Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Have something to say to 1037 The Buzz? Say it all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery live fan feedback. Comment your suggestions, ask questions, and tell your opinions all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery live fan feedback. Asher Wrecker and Recovery under new ownership. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Macs, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and costs. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos. Deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays. And DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Y'all better put him in the Heisman. You better put him up there. I'm tired of him yeah, being number, wood. number four. We got that wood right here, baby. Somebody better look at right this guy. the best football player in the country, and his name's not being mentioned. Lou Holtz, Mark May, number five. You better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. On 103.7 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour 2 to 7, later happy hour 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online curbside or to go, courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Great drink specials during happy hour. Apps for $2, 4 and $6. Twin Peaks has plenty of seating inside and out. Wall-to-wall TVs to see all the sports action. You can still donate to Tunnel to Towers through the end of the month, November 30th. You donate $5, and you'll get $5 back to spend at Twin Peaks during the month of December. Tonight, there is Thursday Night Football with the Bengals and Ravens. And Twin Peaks is the perfect place to watch any sporting events going on. Out of Bounds is going to be at Twin Peaks tomorrow, so stop by and say hi. We're going to do some giveaways. Tell you about the specials going on tomorrow at Twin Peaks. Get you ready for the sports weekend. Tell you about some specials going on for the weekend, but also specials going on next week for Thanksgiving week at Twin Peaks. It's Twin Peaks. Each drink scenic views. Here's a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate everybody listening in. If you want in on the conversation, 501-661-1037 is that number to call or to text in. Uh, I won't call. Uh, that's kind of breaking news, but uh, we've talked about the situation with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and, and all of that. Well, there has been some resolution to this whole situation where the Big Ten has officially put out a statement essentially saying that they will be closing the investigation against Michigan, and they, as in Michigan, have accepted the three-game suspension that Jim Harbaugh was originally suspended for, and they will respect the decision, and he will be remain suspended for the rest of the regular so season. So he won't be speaking in court tomorrow. They aren't going to court. He's not speaking. He's not going to give his side, and... He's not going to do all the things that he said he was going to do on Friday. Nope, not a thing. And Michigan has also released a statement saying, quote, This morning, the university, Coach Harbaugh, and the Big Ten resolved their pending litigation. The conference agreed to close its investigation, and the university and Coach Harbaugh agreed to accept the three-game suspension. Coach Harbaugh, with the university's support, 
decided to accept this sanction to return to focus on our student-athletes and their performance on the field. Great. We can get another week of Sharon more crying then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah get, that, uh, get that emotions in there. But, oh my gosh, this is uh, it's big in the fact that he's not going to be there for the Ohio State game. Now, they did say that the CFP College Football Playoff Committee they would factor that in if Michigan happened to lose to Ohio State, but it's kind of like, what could you do about it? Yeah, I mean, you're not going to punish Ohio State for beating Michigan without Jim Harbaugh. So, you know, you can't do that. So, uh, But as uh, Stuart Mandel put it, it's kind of like it's a win-win for all parties because the Big Ten upholds its suspension. Michigan is assured that nothing more comes out of their discovery, and the lawyers get to collect a week's worth of billable hours. So... It's kind of where uh, it all laid out. But, yeah, no more Jim Harbaugh for the rest of the regular season. And so uh, now it's the point where, man, if, uh, if they found a way to, to win out and to get into college football playoff, or I guess he, could, he would be able to coach in the Big Ten title game. Yeah, so, yeah, he would be able to co- uh, coach any kind of postseason play. Yeah, so that would be a, a motivation for them to continue it on. But So the, let's just think about Sharon Moore crying this week after <laughs> beating Maryland. And then if they happen to go on and beat Ohio State, yeah, it's going to be just a cry fest. The water like works. He's, he's going to drop down, kiss the field, and talk about everything that's happened during this season and how they got to this point that they are. It, it'll just be, uh, it'll be something that'll be epic at that point. Well, if he pulls that off, not only will he be at the, the a lot of people's front runner for a possible coach, you know, to head, hire as a head coach because of the job that he did, uh, but it would also be one of those things where it's always we talk about if Jim Harbaugh leaves, yeah, he, you know, exactly. then yeah. you just move him into that position. There's your guy. Yep. He's yeah. already on staff. And he'll cry at the press conference, too, when he gets the job. So <laughs> <laughs> he'll just, every time we see him, he'll just be uh, be like Michael Jordan in the crying meme every single time, just uh, having having a lot of emotions there. But I think, uh, no, I think it's, it's nice that it came to a, a resolution instead of being dragged out. But I don't know. My first instinct to this was, did Michigan see what the Big Ten had? And they're like, you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll just stick to this uh, suspension and we'll call it good. Also, this could go down as one of the greatest seasons ever for Michigan if they happen to cap it off with a championship, which that makes for a great season in itself. But then looking back on it, be talking about they were without their head coach for six games of a 12-game season before having to try to go through the process of finishing everything. And to add into the mix where the, without question, the toughest games that they had on their schedule was without Jim Harbaugh, and they were still able to win those games, uh, which they didn't have a whole lot of tough, quote, tough games compared to maybe some other teams in college football, but still going on the road to beat Penn State and then assuming that they beat Ohio State at the end of the year. Uh, with a, the, I don't want to call him a backup coach, but he kind of is. Like, you know, he's, a, he's an interim in, in that position. Well, this would is be the awesome. balance. This yeah. is the balance to the fact that if you want to look at their schedule and say they didn't really play anyone, well, half their games they were missing their head coach. So True. this is the perfect balance to that. True. And I don't care what anybody says. If you don't have your head coach on the sidelines, that, that's a, that has an impact. Like, I don't care how great all the other assistants are. I don't even care if they were throughout all practice that has an impact in some regard. Maybe not as much as some other places, but uh, that's still a, a huge deal. And so uh, I'll be curious after following up, uh, if they can follow up that win against Penn State. They got Maryland this weekend on the road, and then uh, Ohio State to finish off the season. So It's also an interesting dynamic in the fact that he's able to coach the team throughout the week and not available on Saturday for the game. So it's not like he's not involved in the game planning and things that they have going on. It's just that the game day itself, he's not involved with it. Where do you think he's going to watch it? Like, do you think he just is at home? Do you think he's like at a sports bar next to the stadium? Like, <laughs> like where's Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, he's just watching around family. Yeah, probably so. Is I don't wonder if there's anything in the rules that say that they can't, you know, radio him. You know, like, hey, hey, coach. You know, like if he's got texting somebody, maybe he's texting Connor Stallions on the sidelines. Being, like, hey, tell the coaches. Do this. Do that. I don't know. I don't think there's anything in the suspension in the rules that said he couldn't do that. So maybe he can find a way. Maybe they have uh, his own little well, personal TV there I think the there is something in the rules where they can't have access to cell phones on the sideline. So. Yeah. They can figure out. Okay. They're just uh, walkie-talkies then. You know, like those little... Uh, uh, Two-way radio. Yeah. There you go. Two-way radio. They find a way. But uh, So, yeah. Michigan is 
not going to have Jim Harbaugh for the rest of the, the regular season. And uh, the Big Ten is upholding their decision, and Michigan has accepted that. But uh, I, So is this dead? Is it is it over with fish officially? Because I guess the NCAA still got their like investigation kind of going on too, right? It's separate. The but. NCAA would probably go with whatever the Big Ten has in place and just say, we're good. Okay. Call and, it a day. And let's get radios and helmets for major college football like the NFL does. Let's hope that this is what gets that done because it seems like it's been way too long, and if you ever... If you want to nix this and have it never be in the game again, there you go. That's the best way to do it. It's just make that happen. So hopefully that's at least what the NCAA – I don't know if it would be an NCAA decision. I guess it would be probably conferences' decisions of how they would do that and, and the technology and whatnot, but uh, make it happen. Because it's – I've always wondered because on the – you have obviously in the quarterback's helmet and then your linebacker or whatever defensively. So do they have like backup helmets though on the sidelines just in case like the radio oh, yeah, goes they down. To. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That'd freak or, me out. or or maybe they could just change the equipment from one helmet to the next. But I mean that's a situation that teams find themselves in quite a bit where your quarter go quarterback goes out, the backup quarterback comes in. Now you have to be able to communicate with the backup quarterback, and even if you have an injury to the defensive player that is calling the signals for defense. Now you have to make an adjustment there. Well, it, I think it's Peyton Manning in the Manning cast. I can't remember if it was this past week or the week before when he was kind of going through where uh, Eli Manning was playing as if he was the coach talking into his ear, and Peyton is acting like he's a quarterback back to snap the ball, and the guy keeps talking to him into his ear, telling him stuff. He's like, okay, I got it. Like just start yelling at him. It's like I'm sure that happens a lot of times. They're just like, shut up. Let me do it. Let me call the play. Yeah, uh, communication shuts down with like 15 seconds left on the play clock, so a lot of times – they're still kind of going through the motions of getting everything set and communication to stop. Yeah, got to like stuff in as many as you can before that 15-second mark hits. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's that probably happens and will happen a lot in college football, assuming that they go to that point. But uh, and, and, and then a lot of times if you're running a fast-paced offense, if you're speeding up the tempo, then you're letting the quarterback call his own plays or you call in a couple of plays at a time and uh, they take the best play, the one that they like when they get to the line, and they can adjust from there. Yeah. Just think about how nice that'll be, too, for uh, college football. Or if I was a quarterback, say if I was just K.J. Jefferson, we'll use him as an example, where it's like we run a play, we get a first down, we're trying to get him on the ropes, and we're running up to the line, and I'm here, and I'm like, I already know what the play is. It's like I don't have to look over, I don't have to do all that, but then, you know, they'll still probably go through certain times, but, you know, there's it's just a matter of while you're running and getting there, you don't have to look anywhere. You don't have to do that. It's just like you're hearing it. You know, you're hearing what's going on and what what you need to do. And I don't know if the how you know the teams will adjust if the quarterback you know signals to other guys or if the other guys still have to look over and you know, whatever it is. But it'll be fun for the hurry up no huddle offenses that get run a lot uh, throughout college football. I'm sure, Nick Saban will hate it for that reason. <laughs> He'll get mad, say he doesn't like it, doesn't want it in there. But you know. and, and then thrive with it. Yep. Yep, That's find what a way. always happens. Find a way to do it. You know, he's just just like he's uh, had with NIL. He complained about NIL. He's he's doing pretty good with it. Uh, you know, those hurry up offenses and talking about oh, uh, player safety and you know, well, well, what happened there, Nick? You decided to start running it, and what happened there? You won championships and you had really good offenses and good quarterbacks to play in it. So, yeah, classic Nick Saban. Let's hope he retires at some point. Um, I don't know. Maybe he does too. Yeah, he wants to keep drawing that check for now. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. Yeah, he'll he'll keep doing it. And uh, between that and uh, Jimbo Fisher and the check that he's drawing, I, I guess we can go ahead and cross off that he's not Jimbo's not going to go through the Nick Saban rehab program <laughs> like the other coaches have because of their frosty exchanges that they had over the past couple of the years. The great thing is he's in a position where he doesn't have to do right. anything. Right. I wonder where I wonder, I want to know what Jimbo wants wants to retire. Like, does, I don't I don't think he wants to stay in Texas. He's a Louisiana guy, right? No, West Virginia. Or West Virginia. Virginia. That's right. That's both right. From West Virginia. That's right. He just coached at LSU. That's right. So I don't know. Is he maybe a Florida guy? Is like going down to 30A? Him and Ed Orgeron hanging out? Like I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out soon what he ends up doing with all that money and then the retirement. But we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll get to what's trending in the world of sports here on Out of Bounds. So stay tuned. Is your beard the envy of men everywhere? Prove it. Arkansas Urology and 1037 The Buzz want to celebrate your locks and honor No Shave November and celebrate men's health with the Beard Bracket Challenge presented by Arvest Bank. 
Visit ArkansasUrology.com to submit your bearded photo from now until November the 26th for a chance to win a flat screen TV. We'll post all the beard photos on Facebook and whichever photo gets the most likes will win. Submit yours today at ArkansasUrology.com. It's Lazy Boy's Black Friday Sale. Enjoy after-Christmas relaxation with huge before-Christmas savings. Doorbuster Special saving you as much as 50% off on select final markdowns. At these prices, everyone will have a comfy spot to enjoy all those leftovers. Plus, no interest financing for 60 months. Buy now, relax later with Lazy Boy's biggest sale of the year. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Shackleford Galleries of Little Rock. Long live the lazy. It's the sale you've been waiting for all year long. Black Friday at Big O Tires. Up to $140 instant savings on select sets of Michelin tires. Buy three, get one free on Cooper and Sumitomo tires. Instant savings and rebates on almost every tire we stock. Get ready for cold weather with huge savings on service too. Plus, 0% interest when you use your big O credit card, which will leave a little something in Santa's pocket this Christmas. Watney Chevrolet has consistently been at the top when it comes to new Chevrolet sales in their zone, surpassing dealers from Northeast Arkansas to Mississippi. And that success in new car sales has resulted in an overstock of trade-in used vehicles. Since these cars have to go before the end of the year, Watney Chevrolet is hosting a used car liquidation sale that beats anything in the market. And to make it happen, they've partnered with Capital One to get everyone approved for the biggest discounts of the year. Every major manufacturer is represented. And they're all good enough for mom. Used tracks as low as $299 per month. Sparks as low as $279 per month. How about a car payment under $200? Get in a Rogue as low as $174 a month. It's Guatney Chevrolet's used car liquidation sale. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Stock numbers 24831A. P9526251058. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See Gary Elmore in Lone Oak, Justin Stewart in Malvern, or Drew Self in Hot Springs. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan. Because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 103.7 The Buzz. Genwell Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier or online at WhitDavis.com. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I gotta <clears throat> ask, because I've always wondered, why did that happen in Fayetteville, Arkansas? What what took you there? It's just visiting, so weird. It's visiting just, friends, uh, okay. but yeah. Dixon Street. Dixon Street? <laughs> yeah, Dixon yeah. Street. It was, uh, it'll get you. On 1037 The Buzz. It's out of bounds here, folks. And i got to tell you about Guadney Chevrolet because they have been consistently at the top when it comes to their new Chevrolet sales in their zone, surpassing dealers from northeast Arkansas all the way to Mississippi. And because of that success in new car sales, 
It's resulted in an overstock of trade-in used vehicles. Since these cars have to go before the end of the year, as we know that uh, they have plenty of inventory on them, Guadney Chevrolet is hosting a used car liquidation sale that beats anything in the market. And to make it happen, they've partnered with Capital One to get everyone approved for the biggest discounts of the entire year. Every manufacturer is represented, and they're all going to be good enough for mom, so you know that they're good enough for you. It's all offers are approved with good credit, and with the different deals that they have offering, like a used Trax or used Sparks as low as $299 a month, used Rogue as low as $174 a month. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. they got a ton of vehicles over there, no matter what type of vehicles that you're looking for. It can be trucks, it can be SUVs, it can be cars. they got plenty of them, so take advantage of these deals with Guadney Chevrolet in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit, 1301 TP White Drive, if you need that address to punch it in to your phones to get there, but it's really easy to get to. And also you can shop them online at GuadneyChevrolet.com, where they have all the inventory there, and you can check them out for those deals too. But no matter what it is, do it with Guatney Chevrolet because they are Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. It's Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. It is Out of Bounds here on the Trash Talk Thursday. And we are flying through the show and even got pushed back a little bit in the previous hour where we didn't get a chance to get to what's training the world of sports. But that's okay because we're going to do that right now. What's Trending in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas' own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? We mentioned the deal with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh that... They have come to an agreement with the Big Ten that they uh, that Harbaugh will be accepting his three-game ban from the sidelines for the rest of the regular season, and the Big Ten is ending its investigation and probe into Michigan itself. So that's the latest. But also in uh, some other news, too, when it comes to the landscape of sports, one of them being the MLB, which we know this was inevitable, but it's just the next step to making it happen where Major League Baseball owners have approved the Athletics' uh, move to Las Vegas. So all the protests, all the signs, all that stuff, that's great and all, but this is happening. It's happening. We all know it's happening, but they're going to be heading to Vegas here very soon. Vegas only is lacking an NBA team now, and so they've talked about expansion and by a couple of teams, two cities that are always mentioned, Seattle and Vegas. So... Three years from now, does Vegas have an NBA team? Uh, I'll say no, not yeah. in three years, yeah. but it'll happen. Yeah, I think that they'll, uh, with, with everything going on there, I mean, they'll try to fast-track it and make it happen. But, yeah, get get Vegas a team, get Seattle their Supersonics back, and I'll be happy. I'll be impressed, and I'll love it. But, yeah, baseball in Vegas is going to be a thing. Uh, also in some other news, too, not surprising, but... You know, something that is always a cool thing when we talk about retiring of jerseys. Sometimes it could be, oh, those are guys are 100% worth the retirement. Sometimes it'll be, eh, not so much. But in this particular one, it's definitely worth it. As Florida State, uh, they're going to be retiring Jameis Winston's jersey to honor the 2013 national champions, as well as the Heisman Trophy winner of Jameis Winston. And it's the 10th anniversary of when that happened. And we know that uh, he had a great season where he led them to a 14-0 record, 40 touchdown passes, and set the national freshman record with yards for 4,057. So a really cool moment there. And as we were just talking about, I bet you Jimbo Fisher will be there because he's not going to be planning for a game. Absolutely. So, yeah, he'll be he'll be going down there. So it's perfect timing for for that to happen. And uh, I think it's it's for sure makes sense of uh, Jameis Winston having his uh, jersey retired. And people forget because he was a, was a redshirt freshman, right, when he won the Heisman. So him and Johnny Manziel, I believe, are still the only redshirt freshmen or, I guess, uh, two-year players, one of the few that actually win the Heisman. Oh, I guess Tim Tebow was, too. I can't forget that. But I don't know. But anyways, he was still young, and he was still impressive, and Florida State was what broke the streak of SEC teams winning a national championship as they beat Auburn, which I was so sad to see. Uh, also in some other news, too... I thought this was a cool thing. Maybe some people don't. But the WWE, speaking of that, and the Big 12 
have actually formed a new partnership around the Big 12 championship game that will include a custom-made championship title belt going to the game's most outstanding player. Uh, the new pact will include a blended Big 12 WWE logos on the field at AT&T Stadium, a new Big 12 merchandise line, and WWE superstars presenting the most outstanding player belt and participating in events around the title game December 2nd. Money makes everything happen. They were willing to put the money up for it, and the Big 12 said, come on with it. No, I'm all for it. I just hope that maybe uh, when the belt is presented that you hear the glass smash and suddenly Stone Cold's music starts playing. He runs out there. Probably not going to be that extensive, but still a pretty cool thing. Everybody likes the belts, you know. What Was that the first thing when they started doing the sideline celebrations? Is it, you know, whether it's the turnover chain? Or was, was the turnover chain first, or was turnover it the belt? Turnover chain may have been the first. Okay. I remember but, the yeah, belt was something. they do everything now. You can see them dunking a basketball on the sideline. Yeah, turn and turnover spikes, turnover shoulder. Uh, yeah, turnover everything. And now it's just touchdown celebrations, too. So it's not just turnovers. They've, they've done to any type of thing that's worth celebrating. Uh, also, in uh, some other news, too, this is frustrating, and, but again, stupid NCAA, where James Madison and two others were denied their football postseason waiver. James Madison, Jacksonville State, and Tarleton State, with their football programs, they were trying to surpass that to be able to be eligible for postseason play, and the NCAA made the final decision, and it was denied. So James Madison, who's 10-0 and this year, 6-0 and in their Sun Belt Conference, ranked number 18 in the latest AP Top 25 poll, not be going to be going to any postseason play this year. It, so it was dumb. what was expected that they were going to deny it. Now they may change the rule at some point moving forward, but why not change the rule now? I know. I just do it. This is this is a perfect opportunity where you have a ten and zero team that might go twelve and zero. Just do it. Let them. Like no. Who, who, like how do you? I couldn't imagine being on a team like that was like James Madison going undefeated and then later in life. I was talking to my grandkids, but I was like, yeah, I was on a team. We went undefeated, didn't lose a game in the season. Oh, yeah? Did you guys win the championship? No, we couldn't play in the championship. Why? Did you guys cheat? Did you guys have uh, you know, some sort of ban or some sort of suspension? Why? Because the NCAA said we couldn't because we joined the FBS and we have a two-year waiting period. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It doesn't. But man, I just feel bad for them because like, I couldn't imagine going 12-0 and and just like, yeah, huh? What do you do? Do you have a trophy? Do you have a like T-shirts made? Do something. Make your. I would be like UCF did. Just pro- proclaim yourself as national champions and proclaim yourself as Sun Belt champions, and then just make everybody else buy the shirts and buy the apparel and be making a big deal out of it. It's still really frustrating. The NCAA did that. Hey, there we got all the things we're going to talk about here in Out of Bounds, but we got to take a top of the hour update. When we come back, we'll get to more of your phone calls and text messages if you want in. On the conversation, 501-661-1037. A lot of people still talking about Sam Pittman in Arkansas and the latest situation with him. So we'll get to some of those messages and text, as well as some other headlines, too, on Trash Talk Thursday on Out of Bounds next. Stay with us. Hey folks, Trey Johnson here with HJ Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. And I want to thank all our customers for making HJ Trailer Sales the number one trailer and truck bed dealer in the state of Arkansas. With fall almost here and everyone heading to the woods, I want to let you know that we're here to keep your trailers on the road with a great repair shop. So come see us at HJ Trailer Sales where we make you the priority and where you will also find that we keep our word. We're family owned and operated. Check us out at 